show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with you today is Alan. Good evening. And Bobby. 9D9. 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 Woo! That is right, everybody. This is our... 99th episode yeah our very last movie that we are going to be reviewing uh before our 100th episode spectacular almost 99 movies i think uh it's like 92 movies and then some tv shows and some games but uh super excited for this one and to celebrate this momentous occasion we are reviewing none other than basket case three the progeny that's right a we had to end the first 100 on a classic it had to be something that we knew was worth it and here we are <laughs> lining it up perfect basket case three before we get into it bobby has a spoiler warning i do this will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the cult classic basket case three the progeny if you do not want basket case three the progeny spoiled for you please tip to this time code provided in our show notes or description for our essential spoiler free discussion <clears throat> basket case one asked a lot of questions namely does the basket case fuck basket case two answered one of those questions but brought a second question to us basket case doesn't indeed fuck but does he not and in basket case three we do find the answer to this final most important question and i'm proud to tell you dear listener that yes the basket case does indeed nut Alan. It's very funny you say that because one of the very first things I was going to say is, you know, we had a lot of questions asked in the past two films. <laughs> <laughs> and we did find out just how potent Belial is uh, as an entity. Yeah. Belial, Jesus. Belial is, children. is just bla- no, 12, 12, 12 children. A full 12 dozen. Yep. A full 12 okay. children I- of just blasting, blasting feet and ropes of ropes of hot basket case cum. Aside from that in this film, uh, this movie uh, starts with our our favorite boy, Dwayne, all up in a straight jacket and, uh, you know, restrained since he did just murder someone. And they kind of skate over that and don't really worry too much about it. Um, but the, the core, okay. the, it doesn't really matter. The core crux of this is eventually we need to take um, uh, Belial's girlfriend Eve to some doctor who has been watching over Lil Hal for many, many years because, well, Eve is very pregnant and is about to bust. And uh, yeah, his name is a misnomer. It's true. Uh, it's a very big. Lil Hal's quite big. He's quite large <laughs> and in charge. Um, and this movie. I don't even really want to do much of a synopsis of this film, boys. I'll be honest with you. I've already lost interest in my own synopsis, and I'm barely a quarter of the way in. That's how I feel about this film in general. Uh, Cops show up. They kill people without remorse or reason. Uh, That's probably a somewhat political statement. Very unlike real life. Sure. Very, very unlike real life, guys. Um, Also, the one daughter is sexualized because reasons, uh, and then is brutally shot. It's kind of funny, honestly. Um, And... Uh, revenge i guess kind of happens let's open it from there this film was fuck very you boring. fuck you fuck okay, you so... robot basket case you're just gonna blow over robot basket case it's okay mecca you're mecca gonna blow basket, over that mecca basket case was amazing uh um, yeah. i was a little bit basket worried, case gets in the evangelion 
Yeah, I was a little bit worried that they were going to hold the mecha back for like an unproduced basket case four. So I was very happy when when we got it in this movie. Very happy about that. Um, I have two things that I want to say right off the top. Uh, thing number one, did you guys notice how even though it says the progeny on all the posters, it is never in the actual movie itself? Um, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. Uh, number two. I would like to double down on my comment from last week where I said, I think I would have enjoyed basket case two more if Dwayne was unhinged for the whole movie, because I'm sorry guys, but it did actually work. I told you it would. And it did. Dude, <laughs> dude, it was so good. It was so good. He is just amazing. It blows my mind that he's just like not in any other movies um, because he does such a great straight laced psychopath. It's hilarious. I, I love every time he's on screen. I love it. My, my, one of my favorite lines from it is it's such, it's a throwaway line where he's talking with, uh, the rat guy. Uh-huh. Um, the, a, a, and he's like, you know, I spent all this time in this past cell and I realized that Belial just, just is jealous of me. And like, it's like, <laughs> like his whole, yeah. like it's, um, that has a very, uh, you know, in airplane when the girl is just like talking over and over and if everyone just starts killing themselves as they're like listening to this person talk, that was the same energy yeah. in that scene on the bus where the, the cause like yeah. it goes on the rat initially is kind of like, yep. Uh-huh, sure. But then like as more goes on, you see it come back and you can clearly tell he's like, This is some I'm I'm sick of this conversation. Please stop. <laughs> Checked out. You um, killed my friend a little bit ago. Like <laughs> my favorite my favorite Dwayne moment, I think, was when he uh goes to the to the jail and he sees the babies in the cell and he shakes the jail cell like violently and then he just turns around and just goes there's so many of them and then turns around takes it again like crazy <laughs> i i his line where he's still in a straitjacket and it's when they first get to the doctor's house and he goes oh and you must be mr bradley and he just goes without any context before this nothing can i borrow a swiss army knife with all sorts <laughs> yeah. of energy and it's like what is happening here <laughs> No, I'm not going to try to escape. Like <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I don't remember your name, but I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. Okay, so I, I I was I was again. This movie, this series reminds me of Ghoulies, right? Uh-huh. But but Basket Case Three did ghoulies goes to college but it, the comedy works the majority of the time i like, i laugh the most in this one this one was the funniest yeah. out of all three yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it was very funny i yeah. really like i was like oh man this is like again again right was that w- is there a lot to say about basket case three i don't know we're saying a lot right now and we'll probably continue <laughs> to do so but I really, I'm glad I picked this series because I've loved this series so much. It hits, it hits, it hits that B movie schlock that like that that only a Bobby can love, and it's just like this is just like you know, Corbin. It's so you, good. You said you you really loved how unhinged Dwayne was throughout this whole film. Oh yeah. So near yeah. the tail end of my notes, I have huh. So this movie must must have been how Corbin felt. Uh, like in relation to the previous film, because I the previous film, <laughs> I was just sitting here for the like I had my haha funny bits, but like mm-hmm. the vast majority of this film, I'm just like, can this be over? Like I just was wow. so bored. 
so yeah, this, by this movie. I think that this one was probably my favorite one, honestly. Mm. The gags like just hit, were hitting me the most often. It had the least amount of unnecessary flashbacks and footage reuse. <laughs> only uh, one, it, I think. Only one. Yeah, no, right. two. Nope, two. Oh, yeah, because the they flash back to the yeah. hospital. Yeah, when they first get cut apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. There's just like this one leaned even that much more into the comedy there's like literally no horror in this at all i would say and it was all the better for it um there's so many little gags that are just like amazing like the musical number on the bus ridiculous very funny uh (laughs) the part when they make a comment about like the two deputies that stole the babies they were both off of work and then it cuts to both of them waking up completely drunk with like empty bottles yeah. everywhere it's like this is, these are just very funny like scenes that they keep doing um i don't know like this this movie was on un- was just unhinged i wrote it i wrote it in yeah. the notes Dwayne is unhinged the movie is as well like it's just ridiculous all of the gore goes so far like it's well done but it goes so far beyond scary yeah. And into just hilarity. In fact, yep. there's only one like normal human kill that is actually kind of like fuck it. That's when the girl gets shot. But, like yeah, she's shot the man. main, the main gore that is like actually unsettling happens with Eve and uh, one of the basket case babies. Yeah. Like the, when the basket case baby died, I actually felt upset. Like I, I, was, I, was, I was like, wow, they really squished that basket case baby like that. <laughs> Yeah, like and I, and I was mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, they killed the baby. No, like it's a baby. Like I felt so bad in a movie called Basket Case Three. Like, like <laughs> I know he's a basket case, but he's still a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys Our, actually? We we know basket case can be good. We've seen Eve. Eve's the good basket case. Yeah, you guys. So. In the beginning of this film, they travel a fair ways to get to um, this this doctor who's good for, you know, freaks and all that. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. notice that Belial's basket was just on the back of the U-Haul the whole time while they're driving? Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole time. And, you know, he couldn't sit yeah. in, be near his in-labor wife, girlfriend. Well, they, I don't they know. Were, they were probably worried that he might accidentally, like, kill everybody on the bus. But he, he already likes well, them. I, well, the implication we is actually... That actually. He, that's the implication true. is he he wanted to be as far away from Dwayne as possible. Oh, I guess that's probably accurate. Yeah, because he because Dwayne kind of got unhinged there for a, a second. Bit, yeah. Um. Also, I know we touched on it a little bit, but like the BDSM daughter, like flip. <laughs> yeah. Very funny bit. Yep. Very funny bit. I, I don't care. I, it was very funny. She's like, "You're." I know what what bad like she's like okay so she's like the love interest and like because you're because this movie keeps telling you over and over again is like Dwayne is not the good guy in fact ever since like belial has found his home and his family belial's kind of the good guy yeah like he just wants to be like but like they keep trying to trick you and it's it's so fun oh it's very stupid this movie is very stupid oh it's absolutely it's absolutely insane i mean even like the core concept of the movie, right, is that the basket case has baby basket cases, right? Like, I mean, it, that yeah. alone is ridiculous, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, why are the babies basket cases? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
they, they are human beings. Like, they're just regular babies, right? That like, but like, why do they come out as like the little monsters that would have been attached to somebody, but they're like clearly not. Like, they're... shouldn't they have been half people and like half right, or like one person with like eleven babies, yeah, like or like six sets of the of Siamese twins in there? Like, yeah, I I don't know, but it. It's it's wonderful. I love they it. They just own it. They just own it. Like you don't really think too much about the fact that the baby basket cases are already little basket case. Like you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's basket case three. Like get over it. <laughs> one of one of my favorite things about this movie actually mm-hmm. is Lil Hal. Lil Hal right? is mm-hmm. fun. Grandpa, yeah, he's great. Gra- Grandma Ru- Grandma Ruth's son, mm-hmm. Lil Hal, is is like the whole point is like he's a genius. He's this big, strong genius, but he just happens to have like eight thousand arms, he's and he's like a, like a senate. He's mm-hmm. a centipede boy, right? And then every time he's on camera, he just acts like the dumbest jackass in the entire he's movie. A like he's a goober. He's just screaming like, "Oh my god, seven, seven babies! Don't touch that cat!" Like <laughs> she's had five and she's still alive. I need a smoke. Yeah. Great line. Yeah. You deserve an ovarian just... ovation again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like mom. Like he's just the biggest, yeah. dumbest idiot. But they're like, no, he's actually a genius. By the way, like, and I also think... like didn't. Isn't he like their cousin? Because isn't that great? Isn't that aunt like? Isn't that their aunt, the great aunt, or somebody? Who? That was like their estranged aunt, right? That's why Dwayne went to. Visit no, her. no, no, no! It was their estranged aunt's friend. Their uh, estranged okay. aunt was that the one that that pers- that that, yep, that yep, kept yep. them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come like, on, get get your yeah, basket I'm, case I'm lore sorry, together, right? My, my family tree is all sorts of messed up here. I, I know, man. Listen, listen. I again. I don't make me tell you again that yes, the basket case does not, and it's gonna. Be, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that I will hear it again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear all about. Yeah, that oh yeah. Again. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We have, we have a, we have another hundred episodes to, to talk about basket <laughs> case. So. Did little Hal feel like a Resident Evil villain to you guys? Because he had that kind of vibe to him, where I could so he easily looked, see him being in a. Resident he looked Evil like game. it. Yeah, like yeah. yeah he looked sure. like one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he played like one. Uh, <laughs> oh man, like, definitely... pretty campy. Like yeah, probably, yeah. I could see. I could easily. He wouldn't be the main villain, but he would be like the side guy with the main villain. I could see it. Like imagine him next uh, to Salazar. Maybe. I could see that working. <laughs> well, see, that makes sense though, because oh. then like the Plagas could like come out from like the torso, like down. See? And then it's just... Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. It's too late. I've already put it in your head. Uh, well, yeah. Now it's here. Yeah. What? 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 But what? What? What does this mean for Panastan? That's right. We're bringing what does it, it all mean for the Stan? greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. CR, CR Resident Evil Edge to Darkness oh, for that episode shit. for that joke. Oh boy. Wow. Uh, that's uh, uh, yeah. that's a throwback there, Bob. Uh, we're bringing up all the all, all the greatest hits. We got we got a hundred episodes <laughs> coming up, true. Again, baby. It's true. Yeah. Um, again, we touched on it in the beginning, but uh, Belial in the mech suit, um, just simply the only way to logically end this movie. I yeah. think you're right. How else could how else could you es- escalate from here? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Like what what else what else are you supposed to do? Right? Like Yeah. Um and I love that uh they give Belial like his big moment in the in the precinct, you know? Where like, you know, he's yeah. he's largely absent from the movie, which was I mm-hmm. made notes about yeah. that a couple times. It's like, man, like we're really not seeing him in, the, in this film. Uh, like, I don't think he's on screen a single time for the first half hour, except for the flashback in the very beginning. Uh, I think I think in part because they definitely had like an animatronic Belial in this movie. And they yeah, which not afford to use him often, by the <laughs> way, uh, I think did not even look better. Yeah, it was worse no. than the I liked no. better. Yeah. Just like the mask. I like new pop Yeah, yeah, it just looked better. Um, but uh when Belial like really kind of came came into his own and right in the precinct killed all those cops, like that was kind of great. It was like, man, this is the gore yeah. that I was looking for from the previous movie. It's very silly. You're getting oh, this, ripping like... a dude's head off. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, Belial's finally here and he's doing what you've been waiting for. Twisting him to do the guy's neck movie. till his eyeballs literally <laughs> pop out. Amazing. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, it was just it was just great. Great pacing for Belial in this one. Man, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's weirdly like for it's like because it's because like this one was the most clear cut revenge movie. Yeah. So like it is like like the first half of the movie, it's like okay, so what's what's the plot going to be, right? Like because it seems like everybody here's on board, and then it becomes like oh, and then at the very end too. Oh my god, when uh when when Granny Ruth goes into like the the daytime talk show, yes, and is just like <laughs> by the way, leave us all alone. Like it's like oh. Yeah. perfect ending so, uh, dude, it's dude again this movie has a lot of highs it does have a lot of highs it maybe has some lows alan mm. why don't you tell us a little bit about some things you weren't so keen on so nothing good i thought so yeah it, yeah all right cool all right the so thing, anyway uh thing <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to be able to like point to you and say this right here is something that I found, you know, boring or whatever. It's just the whole time I'm watching this film, like they've fully gone into the Dwayne's unhinged route. And I think that is that might actually be what kind of holds it back for me a little bit is while I enjoy him being outrageous, it just it was just like that's all he did. That was it. There was just, there was no, there was nothing else going on. It's like if Dwayne isn't on the screen being ridiculous, nothing's really happening. And I'm not exactly very like excited to watch what's going on. Um, and then when he is on there, he hams it up and it's fun, but it's like, I don't know. It, this film just, I, I constantly was in a state of going, okay, the, the movie continues, I guess. And it just, it never really, it didn't really draw me in like either of the other two did interesting mm. i just kind of kept going I, was, I just kept looking at my watch going I have, how much more of this do i got to go through and i yeah. i didn't even i don't know i didn't even really have like a particularly great moment of being like oh yeah this is this is everything i want it just it just never really got there for me but you liked both of the other two yeah this one I don't get how you I don't like this this I don't get how you can go in sorry I don't get how you can go watching Basket Case 1 and 2 and not expect and enjoy everything you get out of Basket Case 3 
it it, it yep. doesn't it doesn't do anything you don't want it to do like and that's and like the plot is there it it serves its purpose yeah is there is there a lot of one enough no, it's of loose one. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you you see it you see the basket case do kill things right you you, you see all of the all of the freaks have really cool and interesting costume design right you get some interesting special effects mm-hmm. you get some gross out humor you get mm-hmm. some real humor you get the guy the actor played Dwayne Bradley being completely unhinged the entire time mm-hmm. you get some twists you get some turns you get some goofs you get some gaffes i don't know man this this scene was like it's, it's like, like exactly maybe, what i wanted out of out of this trilogy yeah. honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it is it a bit by the numbers sure but like yeah, but it's i don't basket care. case numbers it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a different category the numbers of math. That, yeah, we've got the calculus. That... We've got geometry, and we have basket case. <laughs> yeah, they're the numbers that they they were sketched out in the previous two films. Like they're just fulfilling their trilogy obligations. I think I, you know, I, I, Corbin does this thing, and I don't always agree with him with this, where he'll do this like. It was good enough for me to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and so he he'll like he'll defend stuff that that I sometimes don't want to, him to defend, um, uh, and I'm really feeling that right now. It's like, yeah, is this movie like? I'm certainly not perfect? trying to imply this is a fantastic film. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but no, no, I neither am I. Is this movie perfect? No. Is this movie good? I don't. Know. Do I, did I like the fuck out of this movie? Hell yeah, I did. Like, that's like, and it's like, I, I get, like, I'm having that end of, uh, Mac get, uh, Mac finds his pride where I'm Danny DeVito and I'm all beating the fuck up. I'm like, I get it. I get it now. Like, why you're defending movies that I'm like, how can you like this? How can you like this filth, this dribble, this trash? It's like, it's like, oh yeah, that, uh, this is bad. These, this movie's bad too. And I'm just like, <laughs> I found it, my the, trash. The basket. The ba- the basket the basket case is is, is dreaming and and, and okay, that's uh, very and funny this, and, and the naked ladies are talking about uh, are are reading off like receipts from Target. Yeah. <laughs> but the way they're makes, reading it is sense. like very yeah. elegant too. It's so ugh, yeah. that yeah. scene was very. They're funny. reading off you. It's it's very funny. Yeah, I love uh, the the additional gag, the audacity of putting introducing. And then the the moral twins or whatever, right? And like, just because yeah. this is the first movie that they had been in, like they're not actresses, they're not even that kind of actress. They're like, they're they're just in this movie basically. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just like extra funny. Like they probably knew that they were going to be in a bunch of other movies, and introducing is supposed to be like a very specific type of credit. And it's just funny, you know, like things like that are just yeah. funny. And this movie is really, it's very really trauma esque. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's really aware. It really knows what it's doing. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. For um, what's your face? I really enjoy. One more thing is like, there's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Like, there are several actors and actresses that come back. Uh, what's your face? Uh, the uh, the the prostitute from the first movie. Yeah. I know you're she shows about. up again in yeah. this. Yeah, she shows up again in this as the as like it's like oh cool that's kind of cool. Like obviously mm-hmm. people like the director and like are willing mm-hmm. to like work with this person again. Like that's that's kind of really cool. And like he's willing to have them in the stuff. Like I don't know that that like seeing that and seeing like again Dwayne Bradley doing all three of these movies right. Like 
it is like oh this is kind of sick it is just very strange to me like thinking about the cast and crew that made three of these movies over the course of 10 years and weren't really in other things anything else they just made basket case even the director only did like three other movies and it just puts basket case in such an interesting position i think because you kind of see everybody's skills improving just over the course of this trilogy and it's like yeah just because they kept doing basket case like they just they just kept getting better at it (laughs) i i will say this uh to frank hennenlatter's uh the director of this movie his credit is like after seeing all three uh basket case movies i'm like maybe he can tastefully make a movie called frank and hooker right like yeah like that's fair like like that's fair like it's like none of these none of these movies are particularly like like overtly like lewd and like sexist and raw yeah right and like in fact in fact when it talks about like the sex work community like uh profession he's actually really like progressive like he makes the sex workers likable and like interesting characters and things like that and he makes like the the dregs and the freaks of society the characters you want to like so uh, like and he makes them very uncomfortable to look at but very interesting people yeah and it's just like maybe maybe there is a tasteful way of doing that uh, a movie called frank and hooker like <laughs> do you guys find it weird that in this one a bunch of the freaks just had regular ass voices for like the first time in the three films now they had regular ass voices. Yeah, a lot in, of them had the second one. Regular voices in the other one. Yeah, I don't remember them talking yeah. like at all the, in the second one. The, I remember them making the like ones, random the muffled that, noises, but not like voices. The ones that talked in the second one talked in this mm-hmm. one. The ones that muffled in this one muffled in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I thought that they. Yeah, yeah El- Elmo. Elmo talked like a lot in the second one. Yeah, which one is Elmo? They have all the noses. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a whole lot of noses. You already rate this bad boy. You uh, had an opportunity yeah. to say ready to sniff this bad boy, and you wasted it, Bobby. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call that, that a waste. Is that two weeks in a row, Alan, with a bad transition proposition? <laughs> yes. No. Yes, tough. it is. No. That's tough. That's tough. To, tough to be. It, it's it's yeah. a tough. It's a tough look. It's a tough yeah. look. You know what? Uh, it is. It is time. And uh, we rate movies here on a scale of zero to five, with half points allowed. Sniffs. <laughs> and that's um so two and that's how you two make a, a diamond out of a coal and three are all proper scores but something like a 2.25 is not um so let's uh let's go you know we're gonna go lowest to highest yep in celebration of our 99th episode an age-old ratings game so we get to start mm-hmm. here. Alan, what do you give Basket Case 3, The Progeny? So I... So stupid. Dist- <laughs> so stupid they call it The Progeny. I'm sorry. No. That's another joke. It's so good. No, it's, it's, like, it's, uh, it's go. great. Yeah. <laughs> I, for me, this is my least favorite of the bunch. Oh my goodness. By a noticeable amount. I definitely enjoyed the first film more. However, I'm going to take an objective stance here because it is objectively a better film, I think, than the first one. So I'm going to put Basket Case 3 at a two and a half. So just under the second Basket Case and just above the first Basket Case. 
Because here's the thing. Like, did I laugh at this film? Yes, plenty of times. Plenty, plenty, plenty of times I was laughing at this film. But when I wasn't laughing, I was incredibly bored. And there were many, many stretches where I'm just sitting here like, I'm desperate for a laugh. And they would eventually give me one, and that was great. And then I would be desperate for a laugh. And it just, it was this constant cycle of like, the the highs were the, the the highs were not high enough to successfully like break the lows for me, so it's and it's right in the middle of the road, two and a half. Hmm. Do you feel like maybe you scored yourself into a corner there because your review is like way worse than a two and a half? Maybe <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. But I do genuinely um, think, like, <laughs> I do think this movie is a better film than the first film, like, outright. Sure. Like, yeah, I, I don't think there's much dis- debate there. Uh, I'm going to, for the next one, I'm going to go ahead and flip a coin here, because I have a feeling Bobby and I are actually going to score the same. And so I, uh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. So Alan mentioned being bored watching this movie. And I mentioned both of the other two weeks being bored watching those movies. And I'm happy to say that this was the first one that I actually really quite liked watching. Um, I think it is a, a pretty decent movie for what it is. It was funny. It was heartfelt in its freakish way. It was gory in the right way. It was everything that it wanted to be, which I think is important this movie doesn't feel like it has really any missteps. And I think the other movies have a little bit of that where like, they're still kind of finding the vibe of basket case. And this one feels like it really understood what basket case was. Um, I liked it better than the last one, just a little bit. And I think it's a little bit better. So I'm going to give this one a three out of five. Good prediction, Corbin, because here's the thing, right? Much like Granny Ruth, I love these basket cases. Um, I love them like my own children. And would I dare, under any circumstance, say I love any child more than another? What kind of grandma would that make me? Now, dear listener, if you've been listening, as I know you have been to the spoiler cast all three weeks in a row, you would know that I gave Basket Case 1 a 3 out of 5. I gave Basket Case 2 a 3 out of 5. And, of course, to round this out, my third, my baby boy, my sweet baby, will also get a 3 out of 5. Um, I really, really love these movies, and I love each, because all of these movies are really fucking different, right? Because, like, Basket Case 2 does, like, it, it's it's the tra- it's, it, I I love these movies, and they are a very close parallel to my favorite horror franchise of all time, The Evil Dead. Like they go I, I see that scary. Sure. Yeah, the, the the an earnest attempt to be scary. It's like okay, let's play with horror comedy, and then fuck it, this is a funny movie now. Is like so I, I love this movie. Uh, I love these three movies. They're very good. They're not as good as The Evil Dead. Let me just be very clear on that. But, like, it's Basket Case, baby. Come on. Like, it's a great side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just that simple, right? 
It's basket case. Yeah. yeah. It is, <laughs> it's basket case, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, you know something? Rating movies out of five isn't the only thing we do here. We also discuss whether or not a movie is essential to horror as a whole. If you skipped ahead to this portion, this is spoiler free. So if you haven't watched Basket Case 3 yet, you're welcome to uh, listen to our discussion here. And don't worry about it. We won't ruin anything for you. Now, if you did skip ahead, our scores so far were a two and a half from Alan, a three from me, and a three from Bobby. Uh, Now, astute listeners may remember that Basket Case as a franchise has received 100% no essential scores. Except... For Bobby, on Basket Case 1, who did say it was essential. Now, just going in uh, reverse order of scoring, Bobby, does Basket Case 3 bookend the trilogy with a yes? Uh, nah, I don't think so. Um, I'm thinking of ways in which we could, but I really don't, like... It, it's fun uh it's i love it uh but like i can't i can't make any of the jokes i want to make without spoiling a key component of this movie so i won't um i think this movie is really cool and interesting and very funny very very funny uh but i don't i don't think it's essential i i, I can't think of a reason why it would be um so yeah nah um yeah you know this was my favorite of the three in all honesty (laughs) but uh similar to bobby like i just can't think of a reason why it actually would be essential um i'm happy to say it's my favorite a basket case comes up like just often enough in horror conversation that i can now confidently go yeah basket case i love the third one but like (laughs) i think that's just kind of as far as it goes you know like (laughs) Um, I feel like the more normal response you're going to get to that is there's a third one. <laughs> I think anybody who's bringing up basket case probably yes. has, knows there's three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if there is any reason to say yes, it might be something about like the, the director and them like not making more movies after this for a long time. Like uh, the director didn't make another movie until like 2004, but the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure that doesn't isn't because of Basket Case three. Like it's just kind of incidental. Um, so for me, yeah, it's a no. But I did really like it. So if you liked the other two, you'll you'll probably like this one. <laughs> what I find interesting about Basket Case three, no, it's not essential. Here's my diatribe, though. Um, every time we've had a medium shift. Uh, for movies there's always a loss of a fairly large chunk of stuff that just never makes the cut from say vhs to dvd dvd to blu-ray and now we're in a digital future where uh, you know effectively rights if you don't have the rights to something those streaming rights will disappear and we will lose plenty of films along the way but somehow this made the cut every time so far like think through that for for a second a film like this made the cut. It, it's just, it, 
if there was ever a reason to say maybe there's something here, I think that's part of it. But ultimately, I don't think that's nearly enough of a reason to call it an essential horror film that just by happenstance, it made it through media transition over media transition well, over the course of 30 years now. I mean, to be but fair, it did the make first, the cut. The first one is, is in the Museum of Modern Art. So. Sure, but two and three <laughs> are essential <not>. film. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, like but, you know, they kind of you know carries it carries along. You know, <laughs> does it? <laughs> but yeah, no, it is not essential. Interesting that it made the cut, but not essential. Now, gentlemen, I know what you're thinking right now. What are my handles? What have I been up to? But. Unfortunately, we do have one more question to ask. Oh. Is the Basket Case trilogy essential to horror? <laughs> Going in reverse order again, Alan, is the Basket Case trilogy essential to horror? I don't know. I'm going to go with my gut and say no on this one. Uh, I still think no. It made the transition. It's got its funny bits. It definitely has uh, a distinct feel to the films. Like, it is very, like, its own thing. And that's very cool and all. But there's plenty of originality in horror that doesn't end up becoming something that we say this needs to be in the lexicon. And I that's kind of where this falls for me. I just don't think, I don't think it has enough there. I don't think there's enough there there to push it through so no so for me this is kind of a weird one because on the one hand i don't think that it is good enough probably overall to be an automatic yes and i don't think that it's influential enough to be an automatic yes but it is kind of part of the general lexicon. Like, I think, you know, people do know what Basket Case is, even just generally speaking. Like, probably enough random people can be asked, like, hey, have you ever heard of Basket Case, the horror movie? And, like, they'll probably like, oh, yeah, that does ring a bell. And even if they can't tell you what Basket Case is, right? Like, even I, before we watched all of this, like I had heard of Basket Case. I'm sure I'd seen it mentioned in documentaries, in other people's like just lists of random, you know, 80s movies and such. Uh, and, but I, I couldn't have told you that it. Oh, it was. A, it's about a Siamese twin that lives in a basket and he kills people. Like I couldn't have told you that, right? Um, but I did know that basket case existed. And like, when you brought it up, I, I recognized it. Um, and I don't know if that's enough, but I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say yes, actually something about it. Just, it just pulls me to the yes. And I can't quite tell you exactly why, but it just feels like a yes. Um, I guess I'm last. And I will say that I was unconvinced until not Corbin's essential conversation, but a conversation that happened in, uh, well, I guess in the previous essential conversation, uh, Corbin said basket case comes up in conversations about horror enough. And I went, yes, yes, it does. Like, uh, and I'm like, 
enough to be essential, I guess. <laughs> so yes, the answer is yes. Basket case as a series is essential. And is this part of it biased? Because I did in the spoiler cast compare basket case to my own children, which I have none of. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. And yes, it is. But also, I really do think Basket Case has a weird set of legs, right? Like, where it's like, man, like, there's something, like, there's a weird staying power to Basket mm-hmm. Case. And that's wild to me. Uh, so, yeah, it's 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 an essential series for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I... I don't know what it is, but it, it just, it stuck around. Even Alan said, I don't know it's, why, but this movie is still around. And it's like, yeah, I don't it's know it's why. I, I really don't understand it. Like, think yeah. about that. How did it, how did it make the cut this many times? How? <laughs> and yet, here it is. And here we are. Yeah. It's like a blue lotus, right? <laughs> like it, it only shows, it only shows up with, with the light of the moon, but you know, <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing in the world when you see it. Oh boy. Well, speaking uh, of references, I don't understand. Boy. What are your uh, handles, and where can we find you? I'm cultured swine. You can find me at twitch.tv slash the red weenie, where all, me and fellow other cultured people will be uh, watching me stream either uh, Destiny or probably Diablo. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I, I really enjoy Diablo. I really enjoy Diablo, and I don't want to. And I'm really getting through the campaign with a necromancer right now. Uh, but I kind of want to uh, get through that before I actually stream it, so that I can actually like, like, interact go through the stream time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, and not be like super sucked in and trying to like build crafts and stuff like that. I got I got a pretty interesting build going on. Uh, other than that, uh, I do, I got back from the ash weights of Indiana, uh, tried some whiskeys, uh, won a Warhammer tournament. Was a good time. Uh, I. It, I I I narrowly 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 beat Corbin. Uh, it was a real nail biter, uh, and I did not I did not like how it made my body feel to uh, right uh, uh, up up until up until the intense relief of actually seeing in the Discord that hey I won. Uh, so uh, great time. Uh, big props to to Alan for hosting. It was a great time. It's fun. Uh, Twitch.tv. All of my slash thread mini. All my relevant socials are there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at Corbangarang. Um, and you can find me Twitter, Instagram, and Mastodon at Bolters and Bourbon. Uh, the former is where I uh, tweet about stuff like video games and Transformers. And the latter is where I am all about wargaming. And that's really my more active uh, social profile right now. Um, if you check out my Instagram, you'll probably see some pictures of the World Eaters Gladiator Cadre 331 that I've been painting over the last month. Um, they are the reason why I haven't been playing as much Diablo as I would like. They are the reason why I've been staying up all too late. And also the reason why I haven't been posting as much on socials because I wanted to share them with everybody, but it was part of a massive conspiracy between Alan and myself to surprise the rest of our Warhammer group on Saturday at, at the tournament with new fully painted armies that we had never mentioned before. Um, and that was awesome, but that's why my yep. socials have been a little dark. So going forward, you know, now that it's out, <laughs> I can just post about the stuff I'm working on. Yeah, um, it's gonna, that's going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, just playing, trying to play some Diablo. I'm still in Act One because I really only started playing in earnest today. Um, 
but uh yeah that's just about it at Corbangerang at Bulgers and Bourbon you can find me just about anywhere at a seal punter where I haven't posted anything in ages because I got rid of Twitter off my phone and I just haven't touched it um I've been thinking about bringing it back I've, I've considered re-downloading Twitter just because like there are definitely certain aspects of things I do miss from specifically that site um but I don't know it's probably better for me to just not have it it's Maybe Twitter, it's time it's time for a uh, a hobby Instagram out of you. That's where all the good content is, honestly. That might be the way to go. Um, yeah, it does get it. I'm I've very heavily considered it because I am so sick of the amount of shitty politics yep. I see. Because that's my, precisely because why I got rid of it. It's terrible. The problem is, is like my my Twitter naturally, my actual personal Twitter is so political. But now it's just like, well, what if we push the worst people in the world at you? Like, what happens now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I even like, 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 oh, cool. I have a whole separate account just for Warhammer Twitter, and it's still like the accounts that are pushed are still just like alt right political accounts. Just like guys, yeah. like <laughs> I'm just trying to roll, what, roll some dice. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to roll the dice and paint pretty things. What do you want from me? What was that? Arch was it Arch Warhammer, yeah, the guy who turned guys. out to be a Nazi? Yeah. yeah, you get a you get a lot of him. Yeah, not anymore because I blocked. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like Corbin said, uh, the conspiracy was deep and real. I think it had to have been. This has been going on like the idea. I think was planted in like February, probably whenever uh, the Death Guard ha- boarding patrol came out. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when that's it, it started in earnest. Is I was like what if I do this? And then I brought Corbin in and he's like, well, I'll do it with world leaders. And then it just kind of happened. I, I talk with these people more than <laughs> most people talk with these people. And I had no idea. Yeah, we, <laughs> we kept that shit under wraps. It was great. Right. Um, but yeah, fully painted death guard army on swampy bases. It took a lot of time, but I, I, I know the scheme now. So if I ever expand my death guard, I'll be able to do it a lot uh, quicker than it took me this time around. Um, but as they also and with how good Death Guard are going to be in Tenth Edition, you're going to be you're going to be spreading that yeah, out real quick. Yeah, huh? We'll see on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, with uh, these guys came down, we had our, our wonderful whiskey night. It was a grand old time. I have more alcohol than I know what the hell to do with. Um, I'm going to have to have a second party just to get rid of all the alcohol in my house. So that'll be fun, I guess. It's weird because um, I know what you could have done with some of it. That's true. You do. I know. It's, it's actually weird. true. It's weird. It's weird. It's almost like before the episode, we all tried to peer press this, you and having you drink with this us. This is shockingly true. And now you're complaining about all your all your liquor in your house. I would, weird. I never would have. I never would have brought it up again. But you open well, door. Yeah. I, look, yeah. I find ways to step on rakes, man. I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is. So. There wasn't even a rake there, and then suddenly I, I, I materialized he, a rake in front of me put, and just he put the rake right. down and stepped on it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was walking. I'm like, you know, this would be a great place for a rake. <laughs> a seal punter maybe i'll get on twitter or instagram i don't know oh, figure boy. it out you can follow the podcast at essential scares we're on twitter facebook and instagram um we uh would love to hear from you and uh hear your suggestions on future content to cover um and our the bio for all of our socials is a link to our discord and also the other socials which is uh the best way to reach us of course discord we're on every single day all day um we're always happy to talk about movies music games whatever you're interested in whatever you'd like to talk about uh this has been episode 99 we've covered so many things 
99 of them. And next week is our 100th episode. We're officially breaking into triple digits. The last, you know, new, major numerical uh, milestone in that way for another <laughs> like 10 years <laughs> at our current, you know, pace. But um, we're very, very excited. Next week, we are going to be breaking down uh, basically our first 99 episodes uh, and reevaluating where we think we landed, uh, not just on... Uh, the scores, but more importantly, essentiality. Um, uh, the last like 30 episodes, we've been doing a lot of franchise stuff and older movies. Um, but before that, we were doing a lot of new movies, as you may remember. And it's always a little bit of looking into the crystal ball with new movies. So we're going to look back on those and see if we were right or wrong, or if maybe it's just still too early to tell. So check in with us next week for episode 100 Spectacular. And then after that, um, maybe we'll have a new format. Maybe we'll be back with a new franchise. Who can say? But if you have suggestions, let us know. Uh, if you like the show, give us a rating, a thumbs up, a review. Um, five stars are the best of stars. But if you feel like we deserve less stars, that's okay, too. Um, thank you to Alan, Alan and Bobby being on the show with me this week and the other 98 weeks i have been your host Corbin, and this has been essential play 99 simultaneous breakdown i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not